This evening, we are here to talk about the Chelsea versus Tottenham game at Stamford Bridge that has not long finished. It's Sunday night. I'm joined... It's Ash here, by the way. Hello. I'm joined by Tracy. Let him see. And Ricky. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Are you guys all right? Yeah, Yeah, good. All good, good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm all right. Well, obviously, the main thing affecting my mood right now is the performance and the result, but we're going to come on to that. But apart from that, I've got a beer. It's been a pretty good weekend. So, yeah, Yeah, happy days. I've got a 10%er just to numb me. Oh, so have I. What have you got? What have you got? (laughs) 10%er? Jesus. Look at this. I've got a Oh, actually, it's 11. For any of our our American listeners... I've got a baby roof inspired. Oh, isn't that 10%, Goonies? Yeah, ten percent stout. Yeah, with wow. a Goonies can. It's pretty Mine, cool. Shout, mine's called shout muscle, out Brew York. Well, mine's called Muscle Memory, so I was hoping it would in, like help my brain work for this pot. So, <laughs> but eleven percent, it might just melt it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're you're definitely fucking reaching if you're hoping that's going to improve your memory. Um, Right, before before we get started, I just want to uh, issue a different kind of warning to everybody oh. listening. Um, so this is a warning that there might be the occasional compliment paid deliberately or not deliberately in this podcast towards our opposition. But I just want to make it clear that that is actually a compliment to Jose Mourinho and not to Tottenham Hotspurs because we fucking hate Spurs. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Caveat. Done. Um, now I'm scared. I wasn't, wasn't going for this. Well, I, you know, I might, we'll I might get just into quit it now. properly. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into it properly. But I think, you know, I, I thought that team today, I'm not even working through my list yet, but I thought that team today, that Spurs, the Spurs performance, just talk about that for a was, I think that was a better performance by them than when they came and kicked lumps out of us in the tool when Eden Hazard equalised, purely because they stuck to it. It was very typical Jose. It was typical, that's literally top of my notes. Literally within 35 seconds, I I wrote, Spurs are defending deep, typical Jose underlined it. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, we knew, didn't we? We knew that Jose was going to be Jose. What I will say is, and I said this to one of of my lads' groups, was the, the original Park the Bus comment was, was made by Jose about Spurs. The very original Park the, Park, Park the Bus comment. Yeah, and he was someone like, How, the, you know, um, the article in uh, one yeah. of the other groups we were in. Shout, yeah. shout out Kez Randall. Yeah, well done, Kez. Um, and yeah, that was, that was the, uh, the phrase that he penned about Spurs in a nil-nil draw with us in 2004. Mm. And I said this to my mates. So I said, when we were under Jose in that 2004-2005 season, people, if people say, oh, you parked the bus, I remember it being a flat-back four with a deep, flat line of three midfielders helping the flat-back four. So, I mean, on one hand, Jose's evolving, but on the other hand, winning, a, winning anything with a back six? Well, at one point, it was a back 11. 
Yeah, I mean, it was, but for the majority, it was a back six. And from a tactical perspective, he had his two. So I know you, you hate the fucking pivot, didn't you, Trace? The two defensive midfielders. He had his two defensive midfielders dropping either side of the centre backs. So at times, they were playing four centre backs. At times, they were playing two wing backs or full backs on each side. So the way I see this, is based on last season where he couldn't beat Frank Lampard and we were in a transition season with everyone just trying to learn their trade. Um, Jose couldn't beat us and he mm. didn't do this last season. Mm. And he, he's realised that in order to get some kind of result against us, it, it's almost a compliment, I think, that he's had to employ his almost dirty, deep line, everybody behind the ball tactics to salvage a point. Because yeah. um, as, as much as I said, that's a typical Jose, but that's a typical Jose performance when he thinks he's not going to get a result. Mm -hmm. and, I'd agree. Yeah, so I feel like it's a compliment to us that they've done it. It was just annoying that that was how it went. Um, yeah. But I'm not disappointed because actually, if, if you want me to be honest, I know you've said we, you know, there's a there's a chance we might compliment Spurs on the way they've been playing, or not necessarily, but with Jose. But actually, yeah. they 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 are one of the most informed teams in terms of the league. That's exactly why they're sitting top of the tree right now. Um, <laughs> it won't last. I mean, we all know that. <laughs> Fucking hope not. But, but I think it is a compliment to us that he has had to employ those tactics and have Harry Kane as pretty much a defender to salvage something from that game. Yeah, Rick, I mean, we're going to dig into the details of the match and stuff and specifics, but overall, in terms of Jose coming back to the bridge and how he set up, what are your thoughts, mate? Fuck um, Spurs! Sorry, that's my, my Tourette's <laughs> kicking in. No, that was pretty much you taking the words out of my mouth, mate, to be honest. Um... Uh, let's be honest there was only when you look at the whole game there was only one team that were really trying to win that game and that was us mm, well said um i i think he had um i think as you touched on it i can't unfortunately um bring myself to offer them or him any praise in the slightest and mm. that's never going to well, happen I think and I that's never going to happen from my on, mouth. On, on Mourinho. I think it's um, tough while he's there to offer him praise. But, but they've done, his players have implemented yeah. what he's asked them to do. I think that's about as much praise as you're going to get out of me towards Mourinho or Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, my, I mean, my thing is, is that, um, and I've spoken to quite a few people about this this season so far, in terms of having no fans, this is the perfect season for Jose. He can do whatever he wants with Harry Kane. He can make that. He can make one of the Premier League's best strikers a defender, and he hasn't got a single fan to boo him. Because let's be honest, Spurs fans loved the pretty potch effect. They loved the pretty football. They weren't achieving anything with it, or they came quite close, but they, they at the end, no cigar. And mm. I just cannot help but think this is the perfect season for Jose to implement this dirty kind of tactic that he Well, loves. let's hope not. Because there's no one there to oppose it. Now, when the fans come back, we might see something completely different. But at the minute, Jose's got free reign to make Harry Kane a defender. 
and mm. I cannot think that any Spurs fan in the land is loving that right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Fuck Spurs. Um, Fuck Spurs. The, um, the thing I want to draw attention to, before we, again, before we dig into details, is we've got Frank Lampard in his third season of management, finding his feet, settling on a best 11 that's available to him at the moment. Yeah. And we've got Jose Mourinho. Okay, second season at Spurs, but Jose Mourinho has won everything. He's managed some of the most successful clubs in world football, right? Yeah. Fair, fair comment. Fair. And today we saw one manager set up to nullify the opposition and the other one sort of go at his own game plan. And it was the apprentice who stuck to his game plan and it was the master who tried to nullify tactics. the opposition. Well, that's why tactics. I found now, it that, a compliment, to be fair. It, speak, it does. It speaks volumes. Do it. it speaks volumes about Lampard and, and the trajectory, the, the, the progression, you know, the tra- trajectory we're on and the prog- progression that we're seeing. Um, and I that's just easy for to you to say. A, no, it's not really. I'm into fucking fear beard. Fuck Spurs! But the game kicked off and... I mean, in terms of lineups, we were as expected, weren't we? I think we can all honestly say now that is currently with Pulisic coming back and Havertz out. That's our full strength eleven. We don't need to do it to death. I mean, just to reiterate that point about Lampard sticking to his guns, we stuck with the same formation that has seen us now 14 games unbeaten. Uh, yeah, um, and I wasn't surprised that Kai and Pooley were on the bench because as we discussed in the no. last pod, there was not, there's no reason to rush them back. We need them to no. be 100%. No. So just, you, you raised a good point, just mentioning the bench there. You've led me nicely into a point I was going to mention further on, but there's been a bit of talk on Twitter. Fuck Twitter. Fuck Spurs. Um, about <laughs> the lack of, the, the lack of Callum, Callum Hudson-Odoi on the bench tonight. Oh, yeah. Um and I know there's, you know, there's a lot of conversations happening around that one specific point. But if you look at our bench, we had one goalkeeper, two defenders, two midfielders, two forwards. I don't think that's a bad bench. Um, people had to be left out. I was happy people with had, the bench. People, people had to be left out. And if you look at who Callum would have been on the bench in replace of, it would have been possibly Havertz, but more likely Pulisic or Giroud. And for me, I think at the moment, he probably doesn't get ahead of Pulisic or Giroud. Um, what do you guys think about no, um, the bench and, and Callum's omission? Go on, mate. I, um, personally, I didn't have an issue with the bench. Um, I know a lot of people on Twitter seem to have an issue with the bench. Um, on Twitter. I think we're yeah, fuck Twitter. Um, fuck Spurs. I absolutely fuck Spurs. Um I think we're coming up to such a busy period and yeah. there's a lot of games coming up. I've got no issue. I'm sure Callum wanted to play. And I understand why people did want him to play or at least be involved, but we've got a lot of games coming up. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to be playing in a lot of those games or he's going to yeah. be at least appearing in a lot of those games. And he's probably going to be back. I've got no doubt, unless he's injured, and I don't think he is because we haven't heard anything about an injury, he will probably mm-hmm. be involved in the squad on Wednesday. We're playing right next Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll probably... He'll, I'll be amazed so if he's not involved Wednesday. And then we have mm. another big game again at, 
at the weekend against Leeds. The next yeah. four or five games, we've got, we've got a pretty, got pretty so tough. So many games coming up. Uh, and and just people are going to be dropping in and out. Exactly. And, and just to add to that, it, it's now come to the light that um, over Christmas, we've got a, a 48-hour turnaround. Yeah. So we, that's where our squad is going to come into effect. And that's where Callum can show himself. In my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And he played well. Um, he played well in the last game. So he's, yeah. you know, I think it's finally the penny's dropping. He's got so much potential. He's had a lot going on, as I spoke about on the previous pod. Yeah. But yeah, he made some good points there as well. Yeah. It seems, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> he seems to have. You're it welcome. seems like, it, especially in the last game, it seems like the penny's starting to drop. Where yeah, he realizes he seems to be that on form, when he doesn't does he? get the chance, he needs to take that chance. And he played well in the last I game. I, I think he's, really he's, he played well. I yeah. don't think it's a punishment him not being on the bench today. Just I a think squad no, game. No, it's exactly. Awesome. Yeah, and and as you awesome. said, Ash, I did not have an issue with the the lineup. I didn't have an issue no. with the bench at all. It was and, balanced. Yeah, and and actually, um, that's where Callum needs to work or fight. To overtake those exactly, people. and I think you know if if Callum, um, I don't want to even suggest that he does because there's no evidence to suggest so. But if he did have a problem with not making the bench today, this is the time at his age, and oh, in moments like this, this is his time to learn that actually you know you need to be better than the others on the bench. You need to you need to be worth more to this team for the sake of 50 minutes to be a every game you and know I, I think he will show that i just think oh, that it's going to we, take we all believe he's got the ability but he just is yeah he's just young he's, he's on the he's, he's on an upward trend he started to find a bit of form and like you say i think i I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if he didn't get at least 50 60 minutes in him on uh, wednesday night oh i'm um, absolutely expecting him to start on wednesday to be fair yeah yeah definitely so so the game started. Um, obviously, the first note I, I, I've already said was Spurs defending deep, typical Jose. And one thing we saw fairly quickly on, um, which I noted down was, uh, and we saw it evidently throughout the game, was the centre-backs or the, the defensive lines on each team holding possession probably a bit more than in recent games. Maybe not so Spurs against City, but certainly for us, we were holding the ball at the back and passing along the back line more frequently than we have done. And our out ball, instead of being to a centre midfielder, seemed to be to a fullback more often. Um, I mean, Rick, do you think that this was a safety mechanism from both managers waiting to, you know, like draw the others out, react and not wanting to give anything away? Or do you just think that we had no options really because of... We can all probably agree that there were some performances from our forward slash midfield line that... that weren't on the ball today was it that or was it that they just you know set up to not lose I think it was more I think it was more of a respect um, for each other's teams and the players that each team has I think you know looking at it specifically from us when you're coming up against a team that has Bergen or whatever his name is um, Bergwin. Harry Bergwin. Kane and Son as a front three who have been playing very very well that hurts me to say but they've been playing very well mm. um, I think if you don't come in and set your team up at least to acknowledge the threats they offer I yeah. think we get beat today. 
you've yeah. got to you've got to set your team up to res- as well as wanting to play your own game. There's got to be an element of respecting the team that you're playing. And as much as I despise everything they stand for as a football club, um, they've got they've got some threats, and we yeah. had to be wary of those threats. And just touching briefly, we might come on to this a little bit later. I don't know if we get time. Um, a lot of people saying Frank Lampard was wrong not to start Havertz. Um, no. One, one um, I found out at half time, I didn't even know that Havertz um, apparently had really bad symptoms for uh, COVID. So he's still getting himself up to speed now. So he obviously wasn't ready but starting a Kovacic in there anyway even if Havertz was ready I wouldn't have been that shocked if Kovacic had have started anyway just because of that and that threat of Harry Kane dropping deep Kovacic was helping Kante and Mount in in picking Harry Kane up because he was dropping so deep and you have to be wary of Kane when he drops in deep because he knits the play up really well Um, (laughs) so I I've got no problem with the team selection and I thought we set it up well. We respected them as we should yeah. do. Um, did we do enough going forward? Uh, probably not. Um, but I don't think you can expect us to hit the heights going forward every game. There are going to yeah. be games where it doesn't come and the final ball's not there or the final finish is not there. <laughs> but yeah. But, but funny, we do look yeah. a lot more solid defensively, though. I think, so I'd, funny. Solid defensively. I think I'd say, though, based on what you just said, Ash, about when they played City, they uh, deployed the exact same tactics. Exactly but, the same. But won the game 2-0. 2-0. Mm. So, but they that, got that early goal, didn't they? That yes. early goal was the And that's thing. the thing. I think with us, we were we were defensively too good for them to for to actually we we soaked up any pressure and um were there when they when they looked like danger was about to strike and actually i think the onus was on us by the end of the game when you look at how many chances we had and how many chances we could have put away the onus was on us still to win that game yes yeah i think that um i don't think tammy was as good today uh and i think that actually probably should have taken some of his chances better um yeah. but but the fact that they deployed the exact same tactics against a, a big side like city i know they're not sitting very well in the league at the minute but mm. um they went and won two nil there they, they couldn't mm. break us down enough and, no. and at one point and they did have 11 men behind the ball so that yeah. showed me how scared they might have been yeah just to back up what you're saying uh, you know we had 13 shots tonight Spurs had five um of those 13, we had three on target. Of that five, they had one on target. So both teams were misfiring from the front, which suggests neither team is creating a clear-cut opportunity. I don't have any stats on expected goals or um, chances created. But uh, like you say, I think Tammy was probably a bit wasteful up front tonight. And we'll come on to that um, as we get towards the sort of second half. But... In regards to first half stuff, I know I've mentioned about Spurs sort of playing deep six defenders. Um, I noticed on 27, 28 minutes that I think I'd seen two simple passes go astray from Ziesch, and then he picked up a yellow card. Um, oh, that ref I, was hideous, by the way. And we'll come on to the ref. But <sighs> I just felt at that point, regardless of whether the yellow card was deserved or not, I felt at that point like it wasn't Ziesch's night. 
And I know you hope players will come into a little bit of form towards the end of the game or whatever and fight, you know, turn up with an assist or a goal out of nothing. But did either of you share my opinion in the first half that Ziyech was just not, not on it tonight? If you want me to be honest, I was shouting quite early that Ziyech, Tammy needed to come off. Yeah. Um, I think that we would have been far more effective with Pulisic coming on, putting Werner mm-hmm. down the middle and then putting Kai in as well to fill that middle space. Yeah. For, co- for cover, for cover change. Yeah. I think that that would have been more effective in a, in a, a forward threat. Um, but but that wasn't meant to be. I'm not the manager. No, no, Rick. What what your view views on Zish in the first half? Um, I thought not only on the first half. I thought the whole game really. Um, I just yeah, it wasn't really his day. But he's. When you see a player like that, there's going to be days where every, he tries some outrageous passes that no one else sees. Mm. Um, there there are going to be some days where, because he's that type of player, there's going to be some days where it just doesn't go for him. And there's going to be other days where everything comes off. Yeah. Um, I, he's, not, he's not a stats player. There'll be games where everything comes off, and there'll be games yeah, where yeah, nothing yeah. comes off. For him. he's not a stats yeah. player. Not it good was... for my fantasy football. That no, my no, neighbor. he's that game changing. <laughs> he's that game changing player, yeah. and if he's not they on actually... it from the word go, it's... yeah. And they actually said on um, Sky, it was funny because Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and Gary Neville were kind of arguing at half time, and Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank had said to Gary Neville, "All it takes is a ZSH ball into Burner," and I think we saw within the first five minutes that happening, and Gary yeah, Neville he went, did, yeah. Gary Neville even yeah. commentated, he did, oh, yeah. Jimmy's gonna love that, <laughs> yeah, and, and that it deflected off for a corner, but they gave a free kick. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, because that ref was just, yeah. So um, he was, and we will give him some time and just refereeing in general this season. But I mean, there was good, between the, t- the two notes I've written, there was a good run and shot from Mason Mount. He did his usual, I think, today. Um, I think it was a bit more difficult, though, because it, it, it didn't feel like any team was forcing the issue. A lot of the play was in midfield. But don't think either team was really forcing the issue through midfield. So um, I don't feel like we really saw any standout performances from. I think it was very Mount understated. Yeah, I think it was very understated. It was across the board. If you want, it was, to be but 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 one thing I wanted to to draw your attention to was in the thirtieth minute, um, Tottenham have broken down our right hand. Oh, sorry, our left hand side from Ndombele, and. He was basically through it. Got past Chilwell was caught higher up the pitch. Happens. Silva has gone over to defend it, to defend the attack. Kante has run past the Spurs player to join Silva. Now, had we got the ball, I probably wouldn't be talking about this. But Ndembele managed to avoid both of them. And had he played the pass at the right time, they were probably in. And I shat myself. Um... And Kante's done that before. I remember us talking on a pod about, who was it? Someone, oh, Ziyech. Ziyech was having a right go at Kante. It was a goal we conceded from a free kick. Was it Southampton? I think it was Southampton. Yeah. Oh, no, um, it might have been Sheffield United, was it? Yeah, Sheffield United. Sheffield United. Because they and, scored early. We were half yeah, asleep, weren't we? Yeah. First 10 minutes. And that's right, that's right. So Sheffield United and Kante, uh, I love Kante and I can't say enough enough about him in terms of being 
a brilliant, brilliant footballer, a lovely guy. And he's the first name on the team sheet for me at the moment in the centre of midfield spot. But when we're outnumbered going back, he has a tendency to just go to the ball. What do you guys think? I know, I know I'm, I'm, I'm like... I think you're being a bit yeah, harsh dancing, on him. Dancing with the devil a little bit. You yeah, are a bit. Um, I think we should I mean, just throw him off the pod it. right now. Go back yeah, sack him. Yeah, sack him. Please, please. Go back and watch it. It's fuck about 30 Ash minutes in. <laughs> no, 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 I love Kante, but go back and have a look. And I just think he... I just think he needs to be a bit more disciplined there, to be honest, is, is my opinion. Silver had it covered. And if it's Thiago Silva. If you, know, you want me like to be honest, though, I think this is where Kante does his Kante things. If he, if he feels like there's a bit of danger, he's there. Whether you think okay. you need him or not, okay. I think he kind of, he seeks it out. He think, he, He's almost instinctively thinking where he needs to cover. I don't think, as, as much as that, like you say, it didn't, pay off and you know had the pass been made correctly they would have been in but I think with yeah. Kante I just can't help thinking that there's an instinct in him like it's a very much he's, a Kante thing to go oh, and help no, he, out a teammate he's like a kid in a playground like bees you know when you're training youngster as a you know playing football the coaches always say don't be bees around a honeypot don't just all chase the ball but Kante just, he does that. He's, he's like a dog chasing a balloon. He's like, Ugh, You know why? Because it more works. often than not, it works. And yeah. He's got, and, he's got, and he's got the energy. But then, okay, so uh, humour me. In that situation then, someone like Thiago Silva, should he be realising Kante's come over and got it covered? There's a man free, 10 yards in. I'll drop off and go back to centre. Because at this time, Silva's cover, covering Chilwell. Just should we be a bit more organised. Hand, uh, hand the man over. I don't know whether that's kind of splitting hairs in a way because I think that's one incident throughout an entire match where it didn't marry up. And I, I think... wouldn't have noted it, but it's not the first time I've seen it from Kante. That's it. That's that's all. No, no, and I appreciate that. I just think that um, Kante is so solid in the things that he does normally. If he if he thought there was danger, he'd be there. Like he he's the guy you want if you're going to war. I want Kante like right next to me. Hundred percent. First name on a team sheet. For and me. That's, First yeah, name. And that and I think he he kind of smells danger and he and he just reacts. And it might not necessarily be that right thing to do, or it could be for mm. others to shift their themselves around. I think maybe Kante's maybe the room. argument, yeah, maybe the argument is others were out of position at that time. There you go. Then you answered your own question. I'm just trying to create talking <laughs> points, aren't I? Fuck Spurs. Um, I noted as well, 41 minutes, Sissoko took out one of our players. Trace, you did a little bit of lip reading from the referee at that point, didn't you? What did the ref say? Oh, wasn't it something like, just a word? Just a word, mate. Just a yeah, word. Just a word, mate. When everyone else was being booked left, right and fucking centre at that point, you yeah. couldn't breathe on anyone without getting a yellow card. But no, he walks up to him and says... Just a word, mate. Oh, so you're immune from the yellow card book. We might as well talk about we might as well talk about the ref quickly here. Rick, first and foremost, any opinion on the ref tonight? Yeah, he was shit. Um, <laughs> proper shit. <laughs> yeah, he he was proper shit. Um, I just thought he was busy. Um, any kind of touch, anyone fell over. Um, yeah. He was. 
any kind of accidental legs crossing that was obviously accidental. It was yeah. a free kick normally. Well, you, Spurs. You, I thought you Spurs, Spurs, were, yeah. amount, I thought Spurs were really soft. Yeah. You say any kind of uh, legs, you know, any kind of contact, but it was always Spurs. So I, 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 I wish we had Jordan on because Stato would have checked it. But I think I'm right in saying this is our highest foul count in a game of the Premier League so far this season. For non-fouls, we were... though. For non-fouls. Yeah, but, yeah, but listen, listen to this, right? In a game where we were the better team, specifically, you know, okay, particularly second half, um, 20 fouls we gave away today. 20. Now, there were not 20 fouls committed by us. No, no there wasn't. Um, there probably but... wasn't 20 fouls in the whole game. There well, wasn't. Spurs committed shit. nine, apparently. But... This brings us on to a point we've all, all sort of discussed. Um, Jose Mourinho, in the uh, Spurs documentary that some will have seen, um, he made a point, and we don't say this word on, on this podcast, so I will apologise for saying this word in advance, but I'm quoting someone. Jose Mourinho told his Spurs players they need to be cunts. They need to play with a bit of gamesmanship. be a bit horrible to play against. And I think we saw that tonight and what it highlighted for me was our inability to do the same they were rolling around and screaming and obviously those screams amplified by the fact there's no one fucking there all we can hear is spurs players every three minutes rolling around screaming yeah ref fell for it the the ref fell for it you know he was he was in it um do we need to be a bit more like that do we need to be cunts see i i look at i don't necessarily think that being cunts. I think that's just uh, you're, you're playing overplaying your part. You're doing what you feel is to to get you uh, the foul. I don't necessarily think they were doing it to get somebody booked. That was on the ref. I mean, dear God, like I look at that and I just think, well, you know, if every time someone falls on the floor, that's a yellow card, then the Premier League's in trouble to be fair like yeah. some of those but yet mount can go down that actually could have been a red and it wasn't pulled back it wasn't even looked at and 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 you've got to look at that and think right okay so the one real foul i would say that i've seen against us that actually deserved some kind of punishment at that point it wasn't given and i think that falls mm. on the ref i don't yes you can everybody can play act everyone can fall on the floor everyone can scream and shout as much as they want if the ref falls for it you're fucked yeah because the ref totally fell for that at one point i thought right i don't, I don't know how many we're going to be left on with the end of this at the end of this game but this was one mm. of the least dirtiest like Dar- uh, yeah, like Derby's Spurs, Spurs yeah. that I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I agree. And I yet, agree. look at the Battle of the Bridge. How actually, like, what was that, two years ago or, or something like that? Absolutely Fuck crazy. Fuck Spurs. Fuck Mark Clattenburg. Yeah, absolutely big, crazy. Big up Eden Hazard. But I don't think that many yellow cards were produced in that game, and that was one of oh, the no, there worst. were. There were. Spurs had nine different players booked that day. Yeah, but they deserved that. We didn't. (laughs) Quite how they didn't get a single red, we'll never know. Well, we do know because Mark Clattenburg has openly announced that he cheated and decided to not send them off even though they should have been. But anyway, I digress. Um, Half-time, nil-nil. And that is... All right, so hold on. I've got a stat here. Um, That is the first time... um, Sorry, the second time since Frank Lampard took over as boss 
that we've had two shots or less in the opposition's penalty box in the half of football. The only other time was against Liverpool in September when we had none in the first half. Well, it's funny because so I watched it with my dad and he shout. likened it to that game. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Well, there you go. Well done, Kev. You're on the ball, mate. It's, yeah. it's similar. But they shut us out. You know, we, we, we didn't have as much activity in the opposition box as we normally do. But it wasn't without one of trying. And actually, no, 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 uh, we didn't put away some of the chances that we should have. We we were to regret that in the end, to be fair. Yeah, I agree. I think we've had a few chances today. Um, a couple of big ones in the second half as well. But... I think on other days, I think, you know, and I sort of touched on it with talking about Ziesh and it not being his day and Mount struggling to really make an impact, doing all the good stuff that he normally does, but without it being, you know, effective. That wasn't through fault of his own. That was because of the way tactically the game was going. Kovacic, I don't think Kovacic put a foot wrong today, but I don't think he did much that makes him stand out. Um, you disagree, Trace, shaking your head. I'm really sorry, but I thought at half time, Frank yeah. should have made the change with Kai to come on for cover and for um, uh, <laughs> to come on and Tammy to come off. It's funny you say that. I, I agree, but at the same time, I still stick to my point. I think I don't think Kovacic did much wrong, did anything wrong really. But I did. One of my note is there's not we're not doing enough to break the lines. There's no passing in behind. So it was, for me, I felt like our passes were quite safe. Rick, I don't know if you saw the same thing as me. First off, particularly, I felt like our passes from defence on midfield were into an attacker's feet or a midfielder's feet, but our goal side rather than in behind the Spurs line. It was difficult. Um, they made it very, they made everything very compact. Yeah. Um, so it was very difficult to get in behind them. It was very difficult to get it into Tammy's feet. Um, they smothered the ball well. They made it. A, I wouldn't say they made it an ugly game, but maybe they did make it an ugly. It game. was. It, yeah, they did. I think. I think they yeah. did. Fuck Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> the, they made it. They made the space very small. It was difficult to get in behind. Yeah, um, but I just want to point out that's not a compliment to them. It's just a fact. That's not. It's a compliment, compliment to Jose. It's a compliment to Jose, it's not Spurs. It, it, it's not a compliment to Jose. It's not a compliment to anyone. It's just a fact. <laughs> Jose is a Chelsea legend. Um, yeah, but he's not anymore. Not anymore. Now he's Spurs cunt. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I said the word didn't. Oh, I? Sorry. that's twice you've uh, said it. Fuck Spurs. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I apologise, guys. Um, one other thing I noticed in the first half was, particularly down the left flank, Timo was making some runs, not getting spotted enough. We weren't playing the early pass. And so this sort of ties into what I'm saying about us passing into the line rather than behind the line. We weren't looking up. Do you think like there was a, an actual conscious decision by the players, by Frank, um, for us to not play an early pass in to one of those runs from Timo. If so, why was he still making those runs? You know, to stretch play or what, what was going on I there? Think, I think we did, especially in the first half, I noticed a few passes that we tried to get in behind, but they oh. were just shit passes. I think, uh, <laughs> they were just yeah, shit passes maybe. and intercepted. I think, I think Werner made so many runs, though. 
he was constantly looking on the shoulder of uh, uh, who was the right back. I can't even remember. It was um, Frenchy, wasn't it? What's his Aurea. name? Aurea. Yeah. Same. Um, <laughs> um, I actually said we uh, needed to get into him because he's got a temper. We absolutely missed a trick there. But, and I guess that brings, brings me back to this, like, do we have that fight, like that proper... Silver does, but do, are we missing that? Uh, missing no, that I think we tried to play too nice. And I think we... We tried to play our game. Well, we did. And that was the point. I think at the point that um, Timo had scored and it was obviously offside, was actually, that was the point that the ball was played the wrong way. It should have gone to Ziyech, the other side. Like, mm -hmm. Timo had already made the run and would have been deemed offside, albeit very marginally. But actually, that was the wrong ball. And actually, mm -hmm. if it gone to Ziyech, I think that was it, 1-0. And then it was kind of anyone's. Like, in mm -hmm. terms of, Spurs would have had to have come out. Um, but I think with um, I think with the squad that we've got was that we didn't need to play dirty. We just needed to do us. And any other any other day, I think something would have come off. It was as Rick said earlier. It was just one of those games where it didn't matter what you did. Like it just was not destined to be. Like they had literally parked their bus and yeah. there were a few times we could have broken them down there were chances like more than clear-cut chances that just didn't go so it, yeah. it was just one of those days but yes I think essentially we didn't match up to kind of the shithousery of football that Jose does produce when he needs to but I think yeah. that's because actually I don't think Frank should lower himself to changing his tactics in that particular way he did what he did and we still managed to get a point yeah. Jose had to like completely change everything he did or everything that Spurs are I think that's the biggest positive to read into this is uh, Lampard stuck to his guns like we said at the start of this recording Lampard stuck to his guns and he's got he's living rent free in Jose's head basically Fuck Spurs. Sorry, it's still happening. That's a ref. <laughs> um, I know we spoke about the ref. Um, Sissoko just couldn't do anything to get a yellow card. Could he? He just got, like, he, he got away with so much. Um, that was something I noted down. And then half time, we've, we've covered moving into the second half. It was a bit of a transformation. It felt like second half, it was like we had the upper hand, right? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, I, I think like the that. commentators at the time said it, we had the initiative. We were going for a win at that point. Um, what was different, first half, second half, Rick? I think we definitely came out with a bit more intensity um, than we maybe had in the first half. Um, I did notice one thing that did stuck out for me noticeably. I don't know whether it was more to do with the way that we were playing with a bit more of a tempo or if they subconsciously sat back, but it seemed like it got to about the hour mark. I don't know whether Spurs just got really tired from their game on Thursday or if they just thought, oh, fuck, fuck this. I just want a point. Let's mate, just hang on mate, can I just say on Thursday, right? We, we played a Champions League game on Wednesday. That was quite tough. And, you know, Tuesday, we had to play, though. we had to play, I'm oh, sorry, Tuesday, we had to play to the 93rd minute, right? Yeah. Spurs played, played against a team whose name you could type by headbutt on your keyboard. Like, there's, a, there's a massive difference, you know, but 
they did noticeably from 60 minutes. Yeah, they I agree. noticeably they dropped. Tired. They, they, they tired and they just wanted that point then. And they didn't really, I don't remember them offering anything apart from a cross. That was about it. I think um, that was actually the point that I thought that was our time to strike. And I, I do yeah. think, I do actually think that um, the subs should have made, been made slightly earlier to coincide with that because I do think as much as they they did tire and I agree with you and I think they were they were more than happy of a point which is why I think Jose even employed those tactics against us he, he didn't yeah. go for a win he, he went the safe bet and uh, I just think that had we have uh, kind of made those changes a little bit earlier we could have capitalized on that there's an argument yeah. for that there's definitely an argument for that I'm not disappointed with the point though so it's like I feel like I'm moaning for moaning's sake in like the things that I saw that maybe I thought could have been done differently That's um, a valid point but but I was happy with the point at the end of the day the way I look at it at the moment Spurs are the informed team in the league, which is why they're sitting top of the tray. And, yeah. you know, I think regardless of whether um, we could have, we could have done a heap, whole heap of things differently and won that game. But essentially, we also got down and did the dirty to be able to kind of play our game, if that makes sense. I felt like mm. there were, there were battles being won all over that pitch, despite that referee. And actually, I was worried by probably 65 minutes that we were losing a couple of men at that point and yeah. uh, I think the fact that we continued doing what we do regardless of what the referee decided he was seeing was actually testament to the fact that we were going to keep going I just yeah I think uh, I think we could all argue about European fixtures and I think at the end of the day it takes its toll on everybody that this season is coming thick and fast and when we do get yeah. back, it's, it's three of games, games of international in, in two weeks so you know it's not really a break of, of, of sorts I just think that I think today there could have been a lot said for for subs being made done a little bit earlier to capitalize on the fact that we we did have a lot of chances and we could have put things away. Tammy wasn't really on his game and I think Giroud up there a little bit earlier would have done us a favour. Yeah. Well, I was going to come on to subs actually. So, uh, I've made some notes about second half, but admittedly, they are just that we seem to have all the initiative. Um, I'll read what I wrote. All Chelsea, no cut through. That's what I wrote. And I think that sums up the second half quite nicely. But yeah. substitutions, right? We were all we were all itching for subs to be made a little bit sooner. We've said that maybe Timo and Pulley could have been uh, sorry, Timo and, and Ziesh could have been could have been subbed. Tammy, you know, Oh, did see, his... I didn't think Timo. Can I be honest? I thought Yeah, of course. That's we, what we're here I, for. Like I don't want you to lie. I thought we Fuck should have... <laughs> Fuck them. I thought we could have pulled Tammy off, put Poli on and put Werner down the middle. And then I thought we could have um, taken off cover and had Kai in. Because then it seemed that we had so much space down the middle to, to... Everybody was kind of going out wide. Like we weren't going direct through the middle. And actually, if mm -hmm. we'd have had Werner and Kai through the middle, Poli out there and then it, oh, for me that was just the way I think I don't think Ziyech had a good game but I do wonder if he'd have had a better game with Werner in the middle and Kaya next to him 
I yeah. think that might have made a difference. Yeah. So, and I'm I mean, going for my UEFA said like FIFA Virgin's license anytime soon. So <laughs> FIFA Virgin license. Hey, you got the headphones for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just amazed, Rick. She's had a couple of beers. I'm surprised she hasn't fallen off her chair tonight. I'm just oh, I think it's coming. It. it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Don't worry about that. She's the night is still young. She, she said to me, there ain't no chair. She'll be laying on the floor by the time we record. <laughs> um, There's no chair. So, uh, what were your thoughts on the subs, Rick, mate? Like, or not the subs that we did, but in terms of crying out for the subs. We'll come on to the subs we did and the timings we didn't. But what were you thinking? We, we probably should have changed it before six. Well, we changed it about 70 odd minutes, but probably around 60 minutes. We should have changed it. Do you agree? Or what were your thoughts? Um, I don't agree. We should have brought Kovacic off. I thought Kovacic played well, to be honest. Um, especially in the second half. In my, in my humble opinion, for what it's worth, um, he, he was my man of the match. Really? Interesting. Yeah. He was my man of the match. I, I, I thought he, I thought he used the ball well, carried the ball well. I thought he was, he was put, he was very useful um, because he, he helped Kante and Mount in being aware of Harry Kane dropping deep. I just want to um, say though, because, I just Harry want to Kane say deep, that was good. That that's not me hating on cover for his game. I just think I meant for a more impactful sub. I felt like if we had Pooley, Kai and um, and Vernet through the middle, I thought that would have been more effective. That I, I'm not hating on Cover before you want to jump. I, to be honest, I I thought. I thought the subs were made at the right time. The only one that could probably, if he wasn't going to put Werner through the middle and he was going to bring Werner off, probably Olivia Giroud could probably feel a little bit hard done by that he hasn't come on the same time as Pulisic. Yeah, I don't good think point, we can, actually. Good point. I don't think we can actually say anybody had a bad performance tonight. I think it was no. very tactical, which we knew it would be. I don't think anybody has really done themselves a disservice. I think Ziyech could have played better. But, yeah. You know. If you want me to be um, honest, I think Ziyech was probably the I always want you to be game. honest. Sorry, can we, just, can we just stop? Why would I ever not want you to be honest, Trace? Like, we don't just record to lie to our listeners. Oh, we? no, that's true. Are you suggesting, <laughs> hang on a minute, are you Let suggesting be for a that second. there's other... Can Other I just seconds. be honest for a second? I just want to be honest for a second. Go on, Rick, be honest for a second. Is Ash actually suggesting that there's other podcasts that are not honest to their listeners? I will not stand... That can't be true. I that can't be true. I can't be... I can't be having that. Okay. <laughs> saying nothing. I'm be... saying nothing. You know, we'll, 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 we'll do a podcast and we'll interview people. And, you know, there are people we like. And, we, and we'll talk about we'll... clout. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> we'd never... We'd, 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 we would never... We would never... We would never, never. Never not be honest for a second. I wouldn't never out anyone like that. I wouldn't out anyone. Never like not that. be honest. So it. let me be honest for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish Jordan would uh, be like, that, oh, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> he would be like, oh, the guns are out tonight. He'd be so proud. He'd be so proud. <laughs> let's <laughs> go. Pow, Fuck Spurs. So the substitutes, right? Interesting thing. Both managers left it late. 
because it was a game of chess. Yes, it definitely was a game of chess. Game of chess. Wait no until one react. blinked first. No <laughs> one blinked first. So in the end, Lampard did blink first, actually. And Lampard bought on, okay, like for like, but attacking substitutes. Jose left Bale on the bench, took off, um, how would you put, he took off a midfielder and put on a defender. It was that Bergwijn. Yeah, Bergwijn. Berg, yeah. Bergwijn and put on a defender. Bergwijn. And then, and brought on Lucas Moura. Ber- Bergwijn. I don't think Bergevine. he's ever been called that. So <laughs> let's just call him Twatface. Yeah. That sounds more apt. We'll just them. call you Twatface. We'll just call you Twatface. <laughs> Literally, um, he's going to absolutely... No, now we're in trouble for the return leg. but Not return leg, but the next fixture. Carry on. Um... So the, the, the first attack-minded change Jose Mourinho made in the game was in the 90th minute, literally 91 minutes, and he brought on Lucas Moura. I was who, scared at that point. Whose only touch was a chance because of a Zuma brain fart. Oh, bless Zuma. He loves a brain fart in a game to me. Yes, for <laughs> one at least. And that was in the 94th minute. It's been a while since we've actually said our defenders have had a moment like that. Thiago Silva was very composed, very composed again today. Uh, sometimes, literally, I had my heart in my mouth and a follow through in my pants because he was borderline. <laughs> like, he was teasing, you know, he was teasing Spurs players, uh, leaving it to the very last second before making his pass. But all in all, it's another clean sheet, isn't it? Really. And do you know what? So I much think, more solid yeah. I, well, look, I'm just literally watched Arsenal lose to Wolves. Um, <laughs> Oh, my bet came in on that one, by the way. Oh, good. I didn't catch out. Yeah, it all came in. Um, I just look at it and I think um, we are... There is a, such a long way to go. Like, I don't even feel like we've still made a dent in this season. What are we? We're not even a third of the way through. And so we're going to be entering the FA Cup soon. And we're still in the Champions League. Like, there's, there's a lot to be done. And if you told me today before the game had started, that we'd get a point from State, I would have been happy. Um, I did think that, that Tottenham were going to be more of a threat, as it turns out, actually. I'm probably more disappointed that we didn't win because I felt like we had the better of the chances. However, you've got to be creating, you've got to have the players, you've got to do it to make those chances. So the fact that that is still happening, yes, people will be disappointed that, you know, Tammy could have scored Interfield side, but actually, I don't think the ball should have gone to Werner. I think it should have gone to Spiesch. Um uh-huh. just, just things didn't marry up today. It just wasn't anybody's day. No, why it ended nil nil. But you know, for a team who struggled defensively last season, as has mm. been highlighted by many many people, that is the first time since. They played Everton on the 13th of September. That is the first Premier League game where Spurs haven't scored. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. We're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm think pretty sure. Are. Yeah. I yeah. I'm it really is. happy with the point in terms of, I, okay, it's at home, whatever, but we've not got the crowds. It's, oh, it's, I don't think I'm actually playing home on the way these days. Go um, on, Rick. No, no, no. I just wanted to say... A good, successful team is always built on a solid foundation at the back. 
and we now have a much more solid foundation at the back that's the sign of a good side yeah. if you're not going to play if you're having one of those days and you're going forward and it's not clicking at the very least just make sure you don't fucking lose the game good very good point Exactly yes. that, because there would have been times where we were spurning We would have lost that last season. Yeah, and we, we would have lost that. I, I think I think we got a bit excited last season because we beat Jose twice, didn't we? It was like a massive coup that like that had happened. Yeah. But both teams are a different beast this season. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like Jose's kind of yeah, Jose hasn't got the Spurs with that soft underbelly at the moment. I don't get me wrong, I think it'll happen there, bottle jobs to the core. But um I think that they're different beasts at this point in the season. They're kind of rising high. Jose's got to do what they want. Like I said, I think no fans is absolutely positive for Jose. Mm -hmm. No one's getting on his back. But with Frank, he's just continuing to do what he does. And actually, I prefer the integrity of that and him believing in his system and his players. It just didn't come off tonight. Mm -hmm. We have... We have, I like, Frank seems to be implementing a philosophy this season that I really like, and it's a simple one. And it's just one game at a time. Like, yeah. we're not looking a month in advance of thinking, oh, if we get X amount of points out the next five games, it's who are we playing next? Mm. Let's yeah. just worry about them. Yeah. And then we'll yeah. move on to the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And that's, a, I like it. It's a, it's a yeah. good, the coaching staff deserve a huge pat on the back yeah, for the do. improvements they've made from last season in themselves. And bringing in some better players to complement what was already here last season. Yeah, I think I the coach deserve a massive pat on the back. Yeah, I They've agree. been great. They've been great. And they continue to get better because they're all really young. And that's this the thing. Running, it, get better. If we've learned anything, like the tactics this year, this season, were completely different from playing Tottenham last season. They were still playing their pretty football and, try, and just playing football that the tactics that Jose applied today had not been put in place last season so the fact that we didn't concede yes and and the positive probably is is that we should have scored actually are positive because we are learning to kind of like you say do the defensive thing against a, a team and, and still creating chances the against the team we've got like yeah 11 men behind the ball at one point we're still trying to break them down nobody gave up at any point i think in the first half i think we were a little bit in danger of looking a bit sloppy the the slow passing just trying to do the possession thing and there was parts uh, yeah, yeah parts in the game where it was like that i yeah, think I second half we we kind of did step up. We looked like we were trying to at least break them down. And I, I won't be disappointed with this result ever because no. because of what we're saying about Jose and the way he's set up compared to how Frank is just staying true to himself. Well, I'd rather yeah. Frank stay true to himself and we keep pushing in yeah. that because if we play like that against other teams, we're winning. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I 100%. think it's... Um, I think we can probably leave it there, to be honest. Uh, I'm pretty happy with a point. Do, I mean, uh, one final question to you both. One point one or two points lost? That, that, that's, for me, that's a point one for me. That's a point one. Trace? I'm going to say, after everything I said, I think two points lost, because I think that 
that we did create enough. And I think it was just that things didn't come off as the reason we didn't score. So I think that we had so many chances and we spurned so many chances to take that game. I do feel like it's two points off, but I'm not disappointed with the point. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, I agree with Lampard's comments after the game. I think it's too early to say. Ah. I, think it's, I think it's too early to say. So Mr. Sit on the fence over there. Go Literally. Okay, what no, do you want to know what it is? It's in my head, in my head, um, it is two points dropped. In my heart, it's 1.1. Yeah, I think. I I'm not disappointed. In, in my head, I think. In my head, I think we no. need to beat that. We need to win that game. In my head, but in my heart, this is now what twenty nine? Is it twenty nine games? At Stamford Bridge against Spurs, one loss. Is it twenty nine games? Yeah. So, thanks. So. Elite league, league, league games, league games. Um, so you know they go home, whatever. We go home, whatever. But at the end of the day, fuck Spurs. Yeah, that's I agree. Right. I agree. Well, I think we're done, guys. <laughs> yeah. Pleasure, to pleasure have as you always. Both, always. both on tonight. Thank you. For um, onwards me. and upwards. We're going to have plenty of podcasts to do over the coming weeks. Yeah. So, uh, everybody listening, do subscribe if you can. Um, let us know if you're getting notifications on the podcast as well, because I know some people aren't. Um, and continue to please provide your incredible support and feedback we want to know how we're doing uh so get in touch you can find all of us on twitter not me on my personal account me only on 1905 everyone else on their personals as well yeah but less of that um but yeah come and say hello uh interact we've got some polls going up and some interesting stuff coming up over the other weeks possibly even a giveaway i'm gonna say no more at this stage but from all of us here at 1905 thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Keep, Keep the blue flag, flag flying high. <laughs> <laughs>